Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. This week on Highways Voices, we're looking forward to the ITS European Congress in Lisbon. It's nice to have all these companies and institutions showcasing their nice things, but what does the user think of that? What does the citizen think of that? There's a lot of questions on, on the new technologies. How do they work? What do they promise? We hear from people from Ertico, ITS Europe, putting the event together, and about the UK Pavilion and its VIP visitor on this week's Highways Voices. We're prepping for Portugal. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK and Elkrig. And remember that if you can't make it to Portugal, I'll be your trusted guide of key talking points during the week in Lisbon when the event kicks off on the 22nd of May. That's the week after next, bringing you content with exhibitors, speakers, organisers and visitors to the event here on Highways Voices. We're the podcast of Highways News, your home of your daily email briefing about the highways and transport technology industries. We're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know, bringing you stories such as these, summed up by my co-owner, Adrian Tatum. And news from the highwaysnews.com website and newsletter this week. A major new round of improvements to Lancashire's roads have been agreed by the County Council's Cabinet with a focus on fixing and preventing potholes. Our report to the Council's Cabinet this week outlined full details of how extra funding will be invested, which brings the highways budget for the year to around £35 million. This will include £520,000 to prevent potholes on Lancashire's most important strategic roads, which receive the most wear and tear from heavy goods vehicles. And elsewhere, London Mayor Sadiq Khan has written a personal letter of congratulations to the highways team at Wandsworth Council their concerted efforts at keeping roadwork disruptions to a minimum. The Mayor's letter announced that Wandsworth team had been chosen as the winner of the prestigious Highways Prize designed to encourage town halls to better coordinate roadworks in their boroughs in London. This is to minimise disruption to the travelling public. And finally, two bold vision Belfast City Council initiatives are poised to transform critical parts of the city to make them safer, greener and more accessible. This is thanks to funding from the Department for Infrastructure Blue Green Infrastructure Fund. The first and active travel initiative is exploring market interest in providing secure cycle parking sites throughout the city to help promote active, environmentally responsible travel. The second, Greater Green, is inviting Belfast businesses, social enterprises, charities and schools to submit expressions of interest to fund and support green projects in the city centre. To get our daily email, sign up at highways-news.com slash subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter too. Swarco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. From software-as-a-service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. So in 10 days or so, I'll be heading to Lisbon for the ITS European Congress, the first restriction-free event since before the pandemic. So I wanted to find out what we can look forward to at the event and so caught up 
up with Ertico ITS Europe CEO Joost van Tom and first Director of Communications Congress and Events Lisa Bock Anderson, who explained how this event is long overdue. The Lisbon Congress was cancelled due to COVID a couple of years ago. So this is our new Lisbon Congress now happening in, in on the 22nd of May. And we're very excited about that. Not only is it the second attempt but also it is the first Congress that we can really have without any COVID restrictions. And we're very excited because on the one hand, it's happening finally in Lisbon. And Lisbon is, as uh, everybody knows, a wonderful city to visit. But also it really is one of the major economic centers with a very busy transport network. It has a lot of different mobility initiatives. It has major container ports big bridges. They just informed that there would be no major traffic in the center of Lisbon. This is really in the heart of a city where a lot is happening on mobility and intelligent transport systems. So we're very excited about that. The theme of this year's Congress is ITS the Game Changer. And that, of course, links to the role of ITS in reducing transport emissions in enhancing safety and efficiency. And so it is really very fitting that this is happening in Lisbon. There are always themes within the event, the kind of five pillars that you have to to discuss. What are they this year? Indeed, we always try and define four or five thematic pillars that really goes through all the different facets of the Congress, whether it's the high-level program, whether it's the technical program, whether it's the summit, the press conference, the demos. And this year, we have five topics. The first is connected, cooperative, and automated mobility. Then we have a second pillar, which is about new mobility services. We have freight and logistics. Then we have digitalization and the data value chain. And then last but not least, we have future traffic management. And as always, we really make sure that these topics guide us in how we pull together the Congress, be it in the high-level program or in the technical program or in the demonstrations, et cetera, et cetera. And Joost, Lisa mentioned the plenary sessions. What are the, the main themes there? We've broken down this year uh, the topics into a number of elements that are really, I would say, very topical, but very timely. It's obviously about transport and mobility, but yeah, what have you, it's a very horizontal topic. What we did is broken it down into plenary sessions, as usual. There is a first plenary to start on day one on digitalization. So obviously, digital economy, data sharing is a big part of, of the mobility ecosystem today. So we'll have that with some high-level speakers from the European Commission, some uh, CEO level as well, some C-level and others in that panel. The second plenary is about CCAM. However, not the traditional CCAM on connected and connected vehicles or connected vehicles with infrastructure or automation, others and automated driving. No, it will be the link between connectivity and automation and the decarbonization agenda. So actually the link between connected vehicles, connected roads, and the green agenda. So technically the session is, is named, how green can you go? So it's a good 
discussion point to say how can we make traffic more fluid, more optimal, thanks to connectivity and thanks to automated driving and automated mobility more generally. So that's the second one. Also for that, we have high-level speakers of the European Commission and of the industry and institutions. Another plenary, which is really at the core also what we do in Ertico, you know, we try to connect the dots from the ecosystem. And this is about integrating the transport modes. Normally, we have four transport modes. It's about roads, about rail, air, and waterborne. So it's about multimodality. And this is actually the core of that session, integrating the roads. What are the issues with interoperability, with consumers, with uh, regulations and so on. Also there, we have some very good high-level speakers, actually also a high-level speaker from the European Rail Joint Undertaking and some others. And finally, we have a plenary on urban mobility. As you know, Paul, uh, this is an agenda topic that takes more and more space, literally, in the European policies, but also in the national policies. And actually, as Lisa said, in, uh, Lisbon is the city now where also urban space has been redefined. And if you be there, you will see uh, this whole plan of respacing the city, giving more space to other transport most than just vehicles, showcasing there. So it's about managing the urban mobility space. So also there we have city players, we have commission players, and definitely industry and associations. So these are the topics that we have, I would say, used to provide our cocktail of mobility and transport this year. And this is preceded by a summit that we organize with cities and regions to get these people together, mostly in a closed session, where we exchange point of views amongst cities, amongst regions, each time with table setting, with the participation again of European Commission people and ourselves. So these four topics getting broken down into special interest sessions and also strategic sessions. Given the challenges that economies are facing around the world, this is really timely to be able to show off the value of technology in transport to deliver things more efficiently, quicker and cheaper than you can by just the infrastructure changes that many people might default to. So it really is the perfect event for the perfect time. Yeah, indeed. And um, we're also trying to showcase uh, with concrete uh, elements in the exhibition how new technologies make life easy, also multimodal. Uh, you will also see some some adventures on mobility as a service, on automated driving, some showcases on that one, demonstrations. Uh, the shuttle business is also, it will ramp up in terms of moving people. So that's, we call them pots, people movers, uh, but also goods in the future. You will also see in the technical session, which is then more uh, the special interest sessions and others where people present papers and people present um, discussion fora. We have 100 plus of them. They focus indeed not only on CCAM and on freight logistics, on urban, but also on the, yeah, I would say, the global challenges, huh? how to cope with decarbonization, but also how to cope with user trust. It's nice to have all these companies and institutions showcasing their nice things. But what does the user think of that? What does the citizen think of that? There's a lot of questions on, on the new technologies. How do they work? What do they promise? Uh, Chat GPT, is it the end of all these things today or not? Is it only the beginning? What about artificial intelligence? Who holds the data? Is it my data? Is it your data? How does it get interconnected with other systems, traffic lights, cities, cars, smart bikes, the energy grid, for example? We connect vehicles with energy. There's data sharing to the grid. 
how does that work? So you will all see that in the, the conference uh, sessions and the yeah, multiple questions we all have about this and we try to solve them or at least to demystify them. We're very good at talking to each other in the industry and telling each other how clever we are and sharing ideas amongst us, but we're, we're not quite as good at actually explaining this to the wider world and letting the wider world realise just the sheer amount of innovation that is taking place in uh, technology and transport. So, for example, the British ambassador in Lisbon is going to be coming to the event. It will be shared, therefore, wider, certainly amongst the, the British contingent. And I know that other senior people from outside the industry will be coming to the event as well. How important do you see that as being, Yost? Well, for me, it's underlining the importance of connecting all these dots with the the, the other uh, ecosystems. Ecosystems can be the citizens, can actually be the political world or the policy world, uh, but also the continent, other continents. You know, within ITS, we have the three regions in the world. We have ITS Europe, which covers also EMEA. We have ITS Asia Pacific. And we have ITS America. So with the three of us, we try to cover yeah, the global uh, glue on transport and mobility. It's very good that we have indeed the attention of the overseas, for example, uh, through ambassadors and, and others. What we try to do also always with the Congress is, as I just mentioned, to demystification. So really explain to the people what it is. They can come and see, touch and feel all these things. It's not only about data and immaterial things in the clouds. No, it's really about physical, tangible things, road marks, lane markings, automated driving. You know, these are very concrete stuff. And we also try to put that afterwards into a nice I would say, what's the outcome of this Congress? You know, we have rapporteurs and there is somebody then taking a, a big summary at the end. We try to hyperscale this through the outside media, through you, for example, Paul, to say, hey, guys, this was the edition of Lisbon. What have been learned? What have we learned and what is next to come? So we try to sharpen the saw and also to be critical for ourselves. Huh? Another thing that we do is the open day on the third day of the Congress. We open the doors to the general public. And this is really, we've seen in previous years, you know, to uh, the grandparents, the students, everybody under the sun who are interested in seeing how will the mobility of the future look like? Well, they are welcome to join the Congress and really take the opportunity to see all these different organizations and companies that have pulled together in the exhibition as well as the demonstration area. And you mentioned about people coming through the doors, of course, coming out after the event, you come out right by the water. It's a really lovely uh, setting for the convention center. Congresses are more than just what goes on in the sessions and in the exhibition. It's about the networking. It's about meeting people. It's about socializing and getting the industry together. What can we look forward to in Lisbon? So we have already some great traditions, as many know. On the first night, we or on the first end of day, Monday, we open up formally the exhibition with a drink, although the exhibition, of course, is, is open and, and has plenty of visitors all day. But at the end of the first day, we always have a, a drink. And on the Tuesday, we also have the renowned ITS dinner, where literally hundreds of people gather from across the ecosystem and take the opportunity to meet and discuss and network 
and Paul, every year when we do a survey of what is most important, that networking always comes out as a very, very important point. And I think what we can offer in particular the ITS Congress is that we really span very broadly from very many different industry segments so that you have the opportunity. This is not only about transport. It's not only about mobility. You know, we have people from all possible parts of the jigsaw that needs to fit together to drive the ITS of tomorrow. And it's a great opportunity to have conversations and to move forward on what we all aim to do. And finally, Yost, I mentioned the British ambassador is coming along. Another big thing that I'll be covering when I'm in Lisbon is the signing of the agreement to cooperate with the UK's Transport Technology Forum, bringing governments and suppliers and local authorities together and now we can then liaise with Europe in a really constructive way. Uh, What else is Ertico doing when it comes to the wider partnerships uh, during the week in Lisbon? Yeah, excellent question, Paul. Indeed, uh, we were pleased and honoured to be at Leeds uh, in Leeds for the for the discussion with the Transport Technology Forum of the DFT to understand each other's ecosystem, to understand each other's vocabulary, but also to see the joint, yeah, I would say, the low-hanging fruit that we have together, being UK and being what we do here in Europe. We have like-minded cooperation agreements that we started to expand our boundaries. I'll give you some examples. We signed up an MOU with the International Road Federation. So the IRF is those who are actually building the roads, huh? the road manufacturers and the suppliers to the roads, the road agencies and so on. So that's one constituency that is very important for us, not only about cars on the road, but also the roads. They're getting digitalized. They're getting also uh, more focus on safety, on decarbonization, etc. So that's an adjacent sector, which is extremely important for our road transport, regardless of the other transport modes. Another one is ESA, European Space Agency. Now, we're not yet going to the moon with Ertico. We stay on the ground, the feet on the ground. However, this space segment is very important and a satellite segment for geopositioning and navigation. You know, when your car is driving or your bike or something else, you want to know where you are. And can you imagine an automated device, can be a vehicle, can be a shuttle, but can be, I don't know what, tomorrow, every centimeter or every inch, you have to know where you are and so that the automated device can navigate through the system. For that, probably cellular connectivity to 5G will be not sufficient and we need some redundancy from satellite space agency. So that's why we have signed up with them. And I can go on and go on. We have a partnership for, for standardization, for example. You know, this bringing this ecosystem together is bringing all these actors together. You need to talk the same language. You need to share the same data sets. Otherwise, it will not work. That's why we need interoperability. I know that's a buzzword, but it's reality. We need interoperability. It can be charging infrastructure. It can be vehicles and roads, and it can be multimodal things with the mass mobility as a service. And for that, we need standardization. And Ertico is very good in having platforms doing standardization. We're not a standard institute, but we do voluntary industry agreements to work with the same protocols, to some with the same language. It can be traffic management. It can be valet parking. It can be data for road safety. And that's why we signed up an agreement, a cooperation with IEEE, because they are doing a lot of standardization, uh, like we have also SAE in our membership. Just another bridge that we, that we try to have with, with this. It's not an other world, but it's a different world than just transport and mobility. You see, so uh, yeah, that's how we glue the ecosystem together through 
Ertico. Ertico CEO Joost van Tom joining me there, along with Director of Communications, Congress and Events, Lisa Bock-Anderson. And we'll be looking at the British contingent at the event after we've caught up with the latest from our podcast partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. Reflecting on the recent two-day Transport Technology Forum conference in Leeds, Darren Capes, the TTF manager and ITS policy lead at the Department for Transport, has praised the collaboration between public and private sectors. He commented that highways and road transport are changing quickly and the TTF is central to this by driving innovation and efficiency in the sector and helping people to share ideas and work together. Almost 250 people from across central government Local authorities and the private sector attended the conference, which was sponsored by Clearview Intelligence and supported by 24 exhibitors. Demonstration opportunities for this summer's Elkrig Innovation Festival are still available. The event, which will be held at Newark Showground on the 4th and 5th of July, offers exhibitors a chance to showcase their innovative products and services in action on a private road network area at the venue. Last year's inaugural event saw more than and 450 delegates in attendance over the two days with 11 live demonstrations and this year's event will be bigger and better with visitors set to see sector-leading demonstrations highlighting the best maintenance practices and future technology. ADEPT has set up a new climate change board which will act as the voice of ADEPT when speaking on strategic climate change issues. The new climate change board will be outward facing towards government and partners within and beyond the local authority sector. It'll form a forum for place directors and ADEPT's other subject and regional boards to raise issues and lobby to influence national climate policy and delivery. The new board will engage with national bodies including the local net zero Forum and the local adaptation advisory panel, along with the Climate Change Committee and the local government association. It will collaborate with a range of partners, including the Blueprint Coalition, to do this. And ITS UK has published its annual review magazine covering topics across the intelligent transport sector. This year's edition is packed full of articles and insights, including from figures such as National Highways CEO Nick Harris and Transport Select Committee Chair. Ian Stewart MP. Members will get a copy in the post or it can be read online via the ITS UK website. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. So you heard in our chat with Yost and Lisa there that we're going to be having the British ambassador at the ITS European Congress in Lisbon. He's turning up a week on Monday in the afternoon to uh, meet a lot of UK SMEs who are taking part in the event, thanks to an initiative from the Transport Technology Forum run by Elkrig that have put together the UK Pavilion. Now, the person who's worked so hard on making the UK Pavilion happen is Kerry Winstanley, who is Operations Director at Elkrig. So, Kerry joins us now on Highways Voices. Uh, Kerry, it's a real coup to have the ambassador turning up on the stand and supporting uh, British business in Portugal. It is, yeah. We're really, really excited about it and, and really pleased that the ambassador has been able to make the time in his schedule to see the UK Pavilion and the, the range of organisations who'll be showcasing some of their 
innovations on the stand with us. And at the same time, there's the UK reception on the first Monday afternoon in the exhibition hall. What can we expect at half past two when the ambassador turns up? Uh, Drinks, does that involve tea and scones or are we going to have something a little stronger? I think we'll be having something a little stronger. It's summertime and, and who doesn't like a Pims and lemonade when the weather's lovely? The ambassador's visit there is is a really good opportunity for him to shine a, a high profile spotlight on the work that the UK is doing and the innovation that is coming through from the UK in the transport technology sector. And of course, the ambassador will be meeting the SMEs on the UK stand. Uh, who are they? Yes, he will. He'll have chance to meet everybody who's there on the stand with us. So the SMEs who will be joining us on the stand, we have Navtech Radar, Clearview Intelligence, Nikanda, Now Wireless, Eto World, Angoka, Neology, Arup, and we'll also have representation from organisations such as CSense, Grid Smart Technologies, Vsauce. We have ITS UK out on the stand with us who will be representing their membership. And we also have Zenzik with us who are champion connected mobility from the UK. And of course, these organisations generally wouldn't necessarily be able to afford to take an entire stand of their own. So the work that Elkrig and TTF are doing to put on a UK pavilion to give those organisations the opportunity to be part of the European Congress, it's something important that needs to be done and TTF and Elkrig have stepped up and delivered. It's important to give these smaller organisations the chance to, to show to the rest of the world and show on a global scale just what they're capable of and and kind of how great the the innovations that they are developing are and so it's really great that we're able to support them in terms of space on the stand and not only support them in actually getting to the congress but support them through work with the department for business in trade so that what once we are in portugal They not only have opportunities over the three days to connect and to network with people in those three days, but it's about how we can support them longer term with developing relationships over in Portugal and the rest of Europe and and help them in terms of exporting and trading outside of the UK and just really showing on a global scale the strength in UK innovation in transport technology. Very hard work goes on to get everything ready for a week on Monday. So I won't take up any more of your time now, but thanks for joining us on Highways Voices. No problem. Thanks for having me. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. We'll catch up with those exhibitors when I'm in Lisbon and find out the latest cutting-edge technology being shown off at the ITS European Congress. Now, before I go, we'll just have time for... Adrian's accolade. Adrian, who wins this week? My accolade this week goes to the team at Caps Traffic Con. In consortium with our organisations, they've announced details of its research into ways to make bicycle traffic safer. In the course of the bike to cab project, the focus will be placed on road junctions, as these are traffic hubs with potential for collisions. The Austrian company said it was motivated by the fact cycling is more popular than ever, not only due to higher fuel prices and increased climate awareness, the bicycle is popular alternative to the car, it says. 
but that bicycle's offer little protection in open traffic. And while this is generally considered safe, even small accidents can lead to serious injuries to cyclists. So in a world where traffic safety is more important than ever as we travel differently and in different ways and at different times, that's why Caps are worthy winners of my accolade this week. Thanks, Adrian. And that'll do it for this week's Highways Voices. I'm off to Edinburgh now for the Cav 4th driverless bus launch. A world first you'll find out all about on Highways News. And next week on Highways Voices, I hope to bring you a chat from Swarco's user group meeting about the transport challenges faced by local authorities. I'll catch you next week for another Highways Voices. Bye for now. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 